Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This is one of the solo shows. We're continuing our series here called uh, Practical Spiritual Living. On our last solo show, um, I brought a teaching on part one about the Word of God. Very, you know, almost like an elementary teaching here, but it's things that we need to practice as believers. Getting in the Word, spending time in the Word of God, praying the Word, meditating and memorizing the Word, and uh, activating that in our everyday lives. And so in this session here, I'm going to get into a form of prayer that is huge for me, soaking prayer, meditative prayer, contemplation. There's a lot of different words for this, all right? And so we're going to be breaking down in the uh, in the coming month here, and maybe in the month after that, different forms of prayer. And I know if you listen to part one, then you'll, you've already heard this spiel a little bit, but for those who are just tuning in, I want to let you know, a little disclaimer, that these things don't make God anoint you more. These things don't make God give you more of himself that he hasn't already given you. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We've received his fullness and grace upon grace that the de- that it says in Colossians that the Godhead, the fullness of deity and the Godhead, he lives on the inside of us. And so this is not um, a message of lack, of separation, of works. God has given us amazing tools to help us tap into spiritual realities, you know, fasting, you know, uh, praying in the Holy Spirit, different different modes of prayer, um, all the, you know, the word of God to help us focus our attention and our affection on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we gaze upon him, we become just like him. We begin to manifest him. We begin to walk like him. The fruit of the spirit springs forth from our life. We have faith to activate the gifts of the spirit and walk in our calling all right, but these are tools that God has given us to tap into spiritual realities. And so right now I'm talking about a form of prayer. We're talking about meditative prayer. And so I want to get into this. And I'm going to first share a story of mine. When I was in Bible school, I got I was newly saved at 19 years old. I'm 32 now. Um, but at 19 years old, I got I got I encountered the Lord for the first time. At 20, I wound up in Bible school for three years at Christ for the Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas. And a lot of my prayer time, yes, I had some time where I was silent with the Lord, where I was pondering and thinking about him. But for the most part, I was either praying in the Holy Spirit or confessing the word or singing or worshiping or, you know, you know, spending time reading and, you know, being with the Lord. But I didn't spend a whole lot of time just meditating and just being with him, being still and spending time with him. And I kept getting these words um, and it happened to me, actually, I think it was my second year at, um, at CFNI. And three important people came up to me and delivered the same word on the same day. Okay, a lot of people would find this spooky, but but this is what happened to me. I was uh, there was this guest minister that came into Christ for the Nations, and he was declaring a powerful word. And then afterwards, he came off stage, and there was about maybe thirty to forty, you know, young students, hungry students that were there that wanted to receive personal prayer from this minister. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was praying for everybody, and he was prophesying over some people. And he came up to me. And he looked at me and he said, son, you are a warrior in the spirit. You're tenacious. You're strong. You're a leader. But the Lord is saying that he wants you to rest. And I didn't quite understand that word. I was like, all right, what does that mean? Stop praying. Stop evangelizing. Stop, you know, take take more naps. Like, I didn't really know what he meant by that. And so I just moved on with my day and I went to lunch. And when I was at lunch, I sat down with a friend of mine. And we were just having a meal with a bunch of our friends. And she looked at me and she said, Michael, the Lord's telling me right now that you're a warrior, you're, you're strong, you're a leader, 
You're disciplined. He loves how you pray. He loves what you're doing, but he wants you to rest. And I got freaked out a little bit. I was like, okay, well, what do you mean rest? I didn't get it. It was a little bit frustrating. I was a little bit uneasy about it, Uh, but the Lord kept affirming like, I love who you are. I love what you're doing, but I want you to rest. And so I kind of pressed in about it, but I didn't really, I was just kind of praying as I was going throughout my day. And then I went to go see a mentor of mine, um, Sharon Hobbs at CFNI, and she took me all over the world in missions trips, and she mentored me and imparted so many gifts into my life, and she encouraged me, corrected me, amazing spiritual mama, and uh, I went to go see her. She was very prophetic herself, and I went to see her, and I was just helping her with some things at her office, serving her, whatever she needed to get done in the afternoon, and then she looked at me, and you wouldn't believe what she said. She said almost to the T the exact same thing. Michael, you're a warrior. God sees your zeal. He sees your passion. He loves who you are, blah, 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 but he wants you to rest. And at that point, the third time I heard that, I took it a little bit more seriously. I left. I went to the prayer room. It was in the same building that I was in, and I spent time with the Lord, and I really just wrestled with the Lord about it, and I I didn't know what he was trying to say to me, and I believe there was a few different factors here. It's not just this. But I know the Lord wants us to spiritually rest, and that's tied to faith. When we believe in his promises, we're no longer anxious, we're no longer stressed, we're no longer overwhelmed, but we tap into faith, and we spend time in his presence, and we have peace because we're rooted in the word, and there's a spiritual rest that comes over our souls. And I know the Lord was teaching me that at the same time, but he also drew me into a form of prayer that was absolutely revolutionary for me, and it was soaking, contemplation, kind of meditative, uh, um, meditation and prayer, excuse me. And so what I began to do was I began to get alone with the Lord. I would put like this, what did I put? It was like this shawl or something. I don't even know what it was. I put it on the floor in my room, and I put on some worship music, and I would just lay there And I would close my eyes, and I don't know what I was hoping to happen. I have no clue. I was just like, maybe I'm going to hear from God. Maybe I won't. I don't know. And honestly, all I got was thoughts of what what else I could be doing with my time. I could be knocking these things off my to-do list. I could be on my phone. I could be talking to a friend. I could be with my buddies. I could be doing this or that. And it was just boom, boom, boom. My brain was just bombarded with all these things that I could be doing with my time. And I was frustrated. It was nothing but frustration for me, honestly. And then also a couple of times I did it. I made myself do it every single day for about two weeks. And um, there was times I fell asleep, (laughs) laying there, just fell asleep. And I woke up feeling great. And I was like, all right, I don't know if I got anything out of that besides a good nap. But praise God, I don't really, I'm just going to keep doing it because I really believe the Lord told me to rest. And I believe it is tied to this form of prayer because that was just something that was highlighted to me as I sought the Lord. And so when I would see Heidi Baker and many amazing people, they would just spend time just saying nothing in the presence of the Lord. And I see their impact in the world. I see the fruit. You know, it's not just about what they could say behind a pulpit. I've seen, you know, I've heard the testimonies and I've seen people that are making a true impact in the world that spend time with the Lord in this way. And so I wanted to utilize it. I wanted to, to, to get the most out of it. And then it took a little while. I think it really has to do with disciplining the mind, disciplining the brain, talking about practical spiritual living and spiritual disciplines. This isn't something that comes easy for us in this day of age when all we want to do is be on our phone and flip through Instagram and Facebook and we've got Amazon and Netflix and Hulu at our fingertips and there's so much entertainment. There's so many things pulling at us and none of these things are evil in and of themselves. I have a phone that I spend a lot of time on. Um, I watch movies. We have a Netflix account, a Hulu account. Me and my wife love to have fun. We love to have people over. I got a lot of responsibilities with my day-to-day life with ministry and work. And at the same time, we can still live this kind of lifestyle, but it's it's harder. 
nowadays, and it takes a little bit of discipline. It's the renewing of the mind. It doesn't come instantly, but it takes a little bit of just forcing yourself. No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to do this thing. And so anyway, I made myself do it. I was self-controlled about it. And after about two weeks, I actually began to enjoy my time. I began to feel a sense of the presence of God, his peace. I would literally feel a tangible warmth on my body as I was sitting there, not saying anything. As I was closing my eyes, laying on the floor, laying on my bed, or in the house of prayer, sitting down, whatever it looked like, um, I was I was closing my eyes, I began to get impressions, and I'd see visions in my imagination. I would see God would form certain things, and I would learn how to hear from him you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way. And, you know, it talks about, and we hear the scripture all the time, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. That's Psalm 46. But there's also a scripture in Isaiah 40, 31, where it talks about waiting on the Lord and resting in him and you will gain new strength and you will rise up on wings like eagles. And I began to realize, I believe this is a big part of waiting on the Lord. You're waiting in his presence. You are spending time meditating on him, thinking about him. You know, maybe some worship music's playing and your heart is adoring him and you're and you're singing to him because he's worthy of that and he's incredible for who he is, how he saved you, how he loves you. He began to envision, maybe use a scripture. You're meditating on a scripture as you're as you're there, and then the Holy Spirit takes over. And I remember literally feeling at rest in his presence, my spirit being revitalized rejuvenated, strengthened. And I would get up from that time of prayer, whether it be 20 minutes or whether it was two hours, I would get up from that time of prayer, literally feeling strengthened for the day, literally with this residue and this manifest presence on my life where I'd have joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. And I would go about my day, whatever I needed to do, schoolwork, um, resp- responsibilities of whatever kind, no matter what I went to do. I remember literally feeling a supernatural empowerment, like a strengthening and an ability to knock those things out. And so um, this is this is huge for me, you know, and I really, I want this to really impact you as well. I'm going to read from my book, Immersed in His Glory, a little section that I have here. Um, and so in the in the back section of my book, in the last chapter, I write about, there's a chapter called Practical Spiritual Living. And so um, if you access this book, there's like, this is the 13th chapter. There's a lot of content in here, but it says, when you learn to still your heart and hear from him in private, it is amazing how it will begin to spill over effortlessly into your daily activities. I started to notice that I was able to hear from him more clearly while I was out shopping or hanging out with friends or spending time with family. Learning to commune with God in the sacred space of your heart is an invaluable lesson that has the power to transform the way you do life. Start incorporating silent times of meditating and listening into your devotions with the Lord. Fasten your gaze upon him. Allow his presence to wash over you. Lie at his feet and receive the words that flow from his mouth. Let his presence intoxicate and rejuvenate you. Stay with it and don't grow weary. And over time, you'll grow to love your times of soaking or times of um, your time spent in his presence. And so it's hard when you're out and about the chaos of life, people tugging on you, everything that's going on to hear the voice of God in moments like that. But as believers, we should be able to hear the God, hear, hear God, excuse me, our father in every situation in our lives. And so I found in my life personally that when I began to incorporate this kind of prayer, it became my favorite style of prayer the most strengthening, the most empowering for my personal life. But at the same time, I, I began to, to leave the, the prayer room or leave my car or wherever I was with, with a fresh mentality, um, with a strengthened heart and spirit, 
where it would be so much easier to connect with him and commune with him while I was out and about in the chaos of life. And I'd be able to hear his voice more clearly, even in the midst of noise and clatter all around me. And so this is the end objective. This is the goal. Know him and do great exploits. Walk in the spirit, hear from him, be led by the spirit and obey what he's telling you to do. And so this is all a part of growing in your spiritual walk. We hear testimonies of amazing men and women of God that do amazing things, but it didn't start with, oh, God just chose somebody special and decided to use them and they put no work or effort into it whatsoever. And yes, doing all of these things and incorporating these things doesn't save us. It's Jesus that saves us. These things don't make him love us more. He loved us even when we were sinners. These things don't make us more anointed. He's already given us the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives, regardless whether we use it, whether we walk in it, or whether we don't. But these things help mature us, strengthen us, and get our focus on the Lord so that we could be used in a greater capacity in our everyday lives. So bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Awaken Podcast. This is part two of our uh, Practical Spiritual Living um, series here. Part three will be coming up in a couple weeks. Bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in and listen for a short commercial for my book, Immersed in His Glory. Thank you guys. See you next time. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. Alright, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to uh, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so, I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.com. LifeportOutintl.org, or you can go to DestinyImage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at DestinyImage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.